On this nice, fresh, clean April morning, I was thinking this would have been a good Sunday for Easter, but instead we have two more weeks of fasting and prayer and penance of Lent. If it feels extra fresh and clean in the church this morning, special thanks to the dozens of people that came out to help us with our deep church cleaning yesterday. We had a lot of fun. In fact, we found one dead robin in a dead bat. So according to our calculations, they've been there for over five years. They were a bit mummified, so no more diseases in here this morning. You know, the last two weeks, our gospel has offered to us what could easily be said, the very best in all of sacred scripture. Last week, we heard the wonderful parable of the prodigal son. It's been said by some that the story of the prodigal son is the greatest story ever told in all of history, not just in scripture, but the greatest story ever told. And then this morning, our gospel, Jesus responding to this woman caught in adultery, one of the most famous stories in all of scripture. For many of us, I trust, as we listen to this story, we can almost finish it line by line. What I want to do this morning is offer a simple point, actually two simple points, about this gospel. What I want us to focus on, everyone, is how does Jesus respond to this situation? This situation we heard described in the gospel this morning of the Pharisees and scribes bringing this woman who was supposedly caught in the very act of adultery to our Lord to test him. Notice how he responds. It's also worth noting that what they were trying to do here was to say gotcha to Jesus. That's what they wanted to do. They were trying to say, gotcha. But Jesus turned the tables as he often does, and by the end of it, he's saying, I got you. So let's notice two things. First, notice how Jesus responds to this accusation of sin. He doesn't dismiss it. He doesn't condemn her. He doesn't ignore it. He doesn't turn away from it. Which is to say that our Lord is not indifferent towards sin and just excuses it. But on the same token, but on the other side of that coin, he also doesn't condemn her. But rather, what does he do? He calls her to conversion. He calls her to change her life. If these accusations made against her are true, what he's calling her to do is a change of life. That's what conversion is. That's what he offers to us. But then notice something else about today's gospel. Notice how the Pharisees and scribes operated in bringing this accusation against Jesus. If you really study Old Testament law, it's been said that the sin of adultery, if you're actually going to put the person to death for committing it, you need three witnesses that actually see the act. Now, I don't know exactly how adultery works, but that scene sounds a bit strange to me. But the Pharisees and scribes, when they bring this accusation against, against this woman, 
they do so not in the same attempt that Jesus approaches this woman. Jesus was calling her to conversion. What they're trying to do is expose her. They're trying to expose her sin, to shame her, to say, look at this woman, how could she? And the way in which they do it is they're like vultures. They smell blood. They sense sin. They see dirt. And what do they do? They hover and they swoop and they pick and they peck and they go after her. And we sit here and say, how could they? How could they? How could they hover and swoop and pick and peck? And I say to you, and I say to me, not so fast. We do the same darn thing. In a few minutes, whenever I'm done and this Mass is over, we'll walk out in this gathering space. And I bet you, I bet you somebody will bring something to you that's negative, that's dirty, and we smell blood. And the question becomes, will we do the same things the Pharisees do? Will we hover and swoop and pick and peck? If we do, we are imitating the Pharisees and the scribes and not Christ the Lord. You know, it's been said before, scripture scholars have debated, what were they writing? What was Jesus writing in the ground? Some say that he was writing down the sins of the Pharisees and scribes. Some say he was writing his well-known verse in Matthew uh, to remove the splinter in your own eye, the beam in your own eye before the splinter in your brother's. I once heard a priest say that Jesus was writing nothing, that he knelt to the ground and wrote nothing. Do you know why? Because he was thinking, I would rather do nothing than listen to you. So maybe next time somebody brings us dirt, maybe next time somebody brings us something negative, we should just write in the dirt. And when they say, what are you doing? You can say nothing. I would do, rather do nothing than listen to you. I would rather do nothing than listen to this dirt you have on this person. Because I will not imitate the scribes and Pharisees, but I will imitate Christ the Lord. I think a place where Jesus is calling all of us conversion, where he is calling me to conversion, where he's calling this parish to conversion, is making sure we're imitating Jesus and not the scribes and the Pharisees. Because in a few moments, we might hear something negative about our president. You might hear something negative about our pope. By my oh my, you might even hear something negative about me. How will you respond? Let's imitate Jesus and not the scribes and Pharisees.